Welcome to High Cheese. It's Friday, December 29th, 2023. And I hope everyone had a nice holiday. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. So let's get right into it. So Maine is the latest and greatest state to try to throw Donald Trump off of the ballot. And the interesting thing about Maine is that it was not done by any court. It wasn't done by a judge. It wasn't done by a Supreme Court. It was done by the Secretary of State, an elected bureaucrat. She decided on her own that she's got the authority to make this decision, and she did it. Now, let me tell you a little bit about this Secretary of State. She's a former head of the main ACLU, Democrat, of course, far-left ideologue, and will subvert the Constitution of the United States in order to meet her political objectives. So her, in her decision, she says, I have the right to make this decision, and I deem that Donald Trump should not be on the ballot because he's an insurrectionist. And what she did is she stayed her decision until it goes through the main court system, and it's likely going to be appealed and, and eventually make its way up to the Supreme Court. But again, as I mentioned in my last episode, this, this is all about creating a predicate to undermine Donald Trump when he becomes president. Because what this predicate is, is that Donald Trump got bailed out by the Supreme Court. And in our mind, the Supreme Court is not legitimate. Donald Trump is not legitimate. And it will gin everyone up. There's going to be riots in the streets after Trump is elected. Probably riots in the street after he's put back in office. But again, this is their predicate. This is how the Democrats work. They'll do things months and months in advance to undermine their opponent in the future. And that's what this is. Now Maine joins Colorado in the latest state to try to uh, take Trump off the ballot. And in good news, the, the Michigan State Supreme Court said that T- Donald Trump should, be, should stay on the ballot. And that was a good decision. But again, this latest and greatest from Maine is just another indication of where the Democrats are headed. Now, a little bit about Colorado. Colorado, the GOP in Colorado, they they appealed the decision of the Colorado Supreme Court. So as of now, Trump is will continue to be on the ballot in Colorado until the Supreme Court comes back with a decision. But as I said, this is all about making the Supreme Court the bad guy here. It's going to be an attempt to delegitimize the Supreme Court and delegitimize Trump. They tried it with Russiagate. They're going to try it with this now. So it's just be prepared. So we shall see. Now, there are certain moments in a campaign where a comment can cause a campaign to implode. And Nikki Haley had that this week in New Hampshire at a town hall when she was asked by someone in attendance, what was the cause of the Civil War? And with that said, let's go to the town hall and then we'll come back and discuss What was the cause of the United States Civil War? Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run. The freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? I'm sorry? 
I mean, I think it always comes down to the role of government. What do you want me to say about slavery? Next question. Now, how can somebody who wants to be president not know this answer? Now, there are two fundamental events that form this country. First is the American Revolution. The second is the Civil War. And how can she not know this answer? Did they not teach it in South Carolina schools? I mean, I, I took a course in Civil War in high school. And slavery was the cause of the Civil War. Now, some people may say, well, it's about state rights too. But fundamental to this issue of states' rights is slavery and whether states had the right to own slaves. I learned this in high school. Did she miss that class? Was it not required in high school or college? And she was just totally unprepared. Knowledge of the Civil War should be fundamental to every American, every immigrant. And what kind of message are you sending when you don't know what the cause of the Civil War was? And then I guess the next day she tried to clarify the issue, but it really was a very weak clarification. Now, Donald Trump calls her a bird brain. Now, I wouldn't use that term to describe her, but Trump is Trump. And she's the darling of the neocons that are trying to push for her to get on the ticket with Donald Trump. Now, apparently it's been a really big push behind the scenes because Don Jr. actually came out and said that he's going to have to have a talk with his dad if he's considering Nikki Haley for vice president. I think Congresswoman Green from Georgia had also mentioned that, look, He'll lose a lot of MAGA votes if he picks Nikki Haley. We don't need another neocon. But this is how desperate the neocons are to gather around somebody in order to try to hurt the MAGA movement. She knows all the positions about waging war, protecting the military-industrial complex. She knows the talking point, but she knows nothing about one of the two most important wars that this country had. So we shall see. Okay, now let's review my predictions for 2023. Now, if you wanted to cross-reference these predictions with episode 73, you'll find them. So the first prediction I had was inflation was going to moderate, but food cost was going to remain high, which is what we have right now. And I find it so interesting that the talking heads on Bloomberg and CNBC, they're trying to make us believe that because inflation isn't going up as high as it once was, it's going down. And it's not going down. It's moderating, but inflation continues to go up. And just remember that since Biden took office, inflation is up 17, 18%. And there was one comment by one of the talking heads that said that, well, the Fed was kind of right because they said inflation was going to be transitory. And they were kind of right. And the elites love to do this. They love to change the definition. Powell came out early on and said that inflation was only going to last for several months, and that was it. And that was nearly two years ago, and it still hasn't gone down. But again, that's how they like to work. Remember what they did with the vaccine? They changed the definition of the vaccine when the COVID vaccine wasn't really doing what a vaccine was supposed to do. So they just changed the definition. They love to do that. 
So that's a yes. My second prediction was gasoline was going to hit $5 a gallon. Now, it wasn't a national average, but it did hit $5 a gallon out in California. So that's a yes. Three, stock market. I had said that the stock market was going to be 20% lower, and that was a stinker. Because, uh, quite frankly, I thought that the markets are irrational, but it's just become an irrational market today. They went from driving the stock market up with a series of narratives throughout the year. First it was, oh, Fed's going to cut rates, which caused the market to go up. And then it was AI. Oh, AI's great, and it caused the market to go up. Now they're back to, oh, the Fed's going to cut rates more than he said he would. Market's going up. So the one thing that's happening behind the scenes is that Janet Yellen is, and, th- and this is what gets me with what is going on today. It, it's not about fundamentals. It's about people manipulating the system behind the scenes in order to keep, prop up uh, stock prices. Now, even Warren Buffett, who's likely the greatest investor of all time, and he's a fundamental stock picker. He's not into these technicians or these people that try to manipulate the market. But he's pulled out nearly $30 billion in stocks during 2023. Now, what Janet Yellen is doing right now, she's selling a lot of bonds, short-term bonds, bills. And that's providing liquidity into the market. You know, we've got this massive debt out there and there's a yield curve and you can sell bonds, the Treasury can sell bonds on you know, very short term from 28 days down out to 30 years. And but what she's doing is she's selling a significant amount of the bonds that the U.S. needs to run their government in bills, which is very short term, which provides liquidity to the stock market. Stock markets need liquidity to go up. But here's the kicker. You're paying for it. I'm paying for it because the way the yield curve is today, we've got short term notes, short term bills at a higher interest rate than longer-term bonds, which is why we have the negative yield curve. So what she's doing is she's disproportionately selling shorter-term rates at a higher interest rate than she would if she went longer-term. And guess who's paying for that? You and I at our taxpayer dollars. So she's paying. She's making us pay that extra interest short-term to, so the stock market can have liquidity. So again, that was a stinker. My next prediction was gold was going to have a good year. And that was a winner. Gold went up about 13% for the year. But silver, I also said silver was going to have a good year. And I think it's going to finish this year flat. We're slightly down a bit. So that's a stinker. Next, I predicted oil was going to hit $90 a barrel. And that's a winner. I think it ended up about 10% down from the beginning of the year, but I did predict that it was going to $90 a barrel. Now let's pivot to Ukraine. I had predicted that there was going to be no settlement in 2023, which is a win. I also said there was going to be an assassination attempt on Zelensky, and there were reports during the year that Ukraine had thwarted an assassination attempt on Zelensky. So that was right. 
And then I also predicted that Zelensky was going to suspend federal elections in, for 2024, and he did. I think he announced it sometime in November. So that's a W. And then I went on to say that we were going to accumulate at least $1 trillion in additional debt in 2023. And that's a win. Going into 2023, we had national debt of $31.42 trillion. And as of today, we're a little over $33 trillion. And then I went on to talk about Sam Bankman-Free. It said two things. One is that there wasn't really going to be much happening with him this year because things were just going to be held up in court. And then I gave, uh, then ultimately I said he was going to get a slap on the wrist. So I'm not going to give that a win or a loss. So let's go next to crypto. I had predicted it was going to be a nightmare year for crypto. However, crypto had a very good year. So that was a stinker on my end, which actually surprised me because I do own crypto and I had a good year with crypto. Don't own a lot of it, but I own crypto. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about is Ron DeSantis. I had predicted that Ron DeSantis would not throw his hat into the ring this year. I had thought if he was smart, he would just linger in the background, kind of like what Gavin Newsom is doing on the Democrat side. Because if he was smart, he would never, ever take on Donald Trump. And he should have just lingered in the background in case something happened to Donald Trump in the event that something did. He decided not to run or whatever. But he really damaged himself by running against Donald Trump. And he really should have took a tactic that Gavin Newsom is pursuing. And I think, let's see what, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, one, two. I got it on average. I'm just eyeballing this. It looks about, about 75%. Oh, 75% right. That's not bad. So I'm looking forward to giving you 2024 predictions next episode. And with that said, Thank you so much for listening. You have a good week. Have a safe New Year's, and I will talk to you next Saturday.